Hello and welcome to another episode of K&K Play Humblewood and Veil of the Void. I'm the first K, the Keith. And I'm the second K, Karin. And this is going to be our fourth and final episode of our 2019-2020 winter special. And today's episode is brought to you by the snow outside in Seattle. Yup, it's very cold. Let's get those dice rolling! Previously on this this podcast, um, we we came into the realm of death and became other things, and I'm a tree now, and Vigo is an ugly elf, and Nigel is still Nigel. Yeah, I am Nigel Quackenbottom. And I'm talking, and then we found um, the Ash Knight and other people that came with him to help find Altus and make things right, and then we went into the reflection realm, and it's shiny. You look around you at some of these reflective surfaces, these smooth mirrors, and you see directly in front of you, about 20 yards, something is written in a brownish-red smudge on one of these smooth surfaces. You can't tell if it's blood or, or some sort of crushed berry or thick ink. And it says, Fly away home. 104P. Hey, that's pretty. Alright, do you think I could get like a copy of that? Like a printing of that for uh, my, my, uh, a sweatshirt or something? I mean, you could. What are you gonna do about it though? Um, I'm gonna stare at it. And stare at it. Mm hmm. And probably stare at it. Mm hmm. Um, I want to go over and analyze it and think about it. Absolutely. Go do an analysis. See if you can see what's on it. Excellent. Oh. One, two, three, four successes. Excellent. You discover not only is it some sort of crushed berry, uh-huh. but it appears to be oriented exactly on the compass. This reflective surface runs exactly north and south. Um, I look to the south. Can you do an observation check? Sure. Four... And five. I have an auto hit. Mm-hmm. And one, two, three. I, I got four successes. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Nothing to the south, but you do see something that catches your eye in a mirror. Oh. Yeah. If you look a little bit to your left, because uh-huh. right now you're facing west, looking at this mirror that runs north-south, this reflective surface. Right now, if you look a little bit to the south, you see a flat reflective surface that is angled to reflect part of the sky and the trees and things behind you, the woodlands and the hills. And you do notice that there is something similar colored to the berry that was on this bluish reflective surface behind you to the east. Behind you and a little ways up. How far away is that one to the east? It's hard to tell. It's on this mirror, and it could have been reflected off a different mirror. You don't know. Um, I will look straight to the east Mm -hmm. for that thing again. Yeah. Yeah, you see something. Seems to be about 100 yards off. Okay. Um, Nigel, you stay here. Make sure that the thing doesn't go away. Okay? Um, Vigo and I will go check it out. You're splitting the party. No. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so you walk uh, due east? Yeah, we uh, we'll go due east. Mm-hmm. 
Actually, can I do like, uh, before we go off, I got this weird expertise thing called occult. Mm-hmm. Recognize symbols and practices and occult workings and stuff. Mm-hmm. So does this riddle or puzzle or writing scream out occult or anything towards me? No. <sighs> it just screams out scavenger hunt. Right. Okay. So you go about a hundred paces towards the east and you look around again, try to find that thing that you saw. You've gone uphill a little ways. If you look behind you, you think you can still see Nigel. It's not that far, but there's a lot of, like if you go around a boulder and it has reflective surfaces or you can kind of see through it, but it's distorted, like old bubbly glass or something. You're not entirely sure if the Nigel that you're seeing right now is the Nigel that you know. Look around you. Do an observation check, both of you. Or actually, actually no. Let's do let's do an environmental survival. Oh, I can do that as mentality. Excellent. One, two, three, four. That'll do. Four successes. You look around very carefully, and uh, Vigo, you don't even need to make a check. Oh. Because this was an average check, and that's a hard success. I. I'm virtuous and I can actually use power as survival, environmental survival. I mean, if it would make you feel better, that's fine. Um, it would make me feel like I'm contributing and not just being a you know, muscle head. Okay. Um, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay. Awesome. Give it a shot. Yeah. I got three successes. All right. So you both see this. Both of you see the place where the writing is. It's above your heads, maybe 30 feet. Either you're going to have to climb up this weird petrified tree thing in order to reach it, or you're going to have to fly up there. Yeah, I'll fly us up. Okay. <laughs> Inkwell, um, you had a really great roll. Uh-huh. So uh, you can make out the words from here. Oh, okay. I can do that. I'll let him fly up. All right, that'll make him feel better. <laughs> uh-huh. So at the same time, the two of you read, Death waits for no one. Oh, uh-huh. 202PS. This feels like I should be writing down these numbers. Huh. I could be wrong, but my gamer instinct. Uh-huh, I don't think it's wrong. Grab the uh, blank piece of paper or something. no blank piece of paper there. In the entire house? I got one right here. Gorgeous. So what was the first numbers? Fly away home. One zero four P E. And death. death waits for no one. Two zero two P S. Well, um, that makes sense for death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, can I look to? Th- hmm. Uh, look to the west. Do I see anything from up, up Not, here? You see Nigel. I have a past Nigel. Mm, just more of the same. Trees and rocks. Uh, to the south? Give me an observation or an environmental survival, whichever one's better. That'll do. Yeah, that's four successes. Four successes. Um, and that meets the difficulty. There is something to the south, but it's a longer way away. It's about double the distance that this one was. 200 yards. Just about. Okay. I, I flutter my branches at Vigo, and then we go. So you're still leaving Nigel. Uh-huh. He's doing great. Okay. Ah, uh, yeah. Can I do, like, an observation check to see if I see them walking elsewhere? Absolutely, you may. They also said to make sure that uh, that nothing changed where you were. Yeah. I, I, can I do a, the, the both? Sure. 
Uh, could I be uh, pushed my luck? Sure, I'll allow it. Okay. Uh, you're saying observation. Yep. Two successes. Am I going to be lucky uh, to see something? The writing has not changed. Yes, I'm doing my job. Yep. And Vigo and Inkwell appear to be moving, but you're hanging out. That's what you were told to do. Yeah. I'm going to pull out my gun. Okay. I, hey, don't you be moving where you shouldn't. And point it at the writing. Okay. Can I intimidate it to keep it from moving? It is writing on a rock. You cannot intimidate it. Vigo and Inkwell. Right, yeah. Uh, you are making your way towards the south, back downhill. Mm-hmm. As you walk, it appears that a large swath of the land that you're entering has been clear-cut of all of like the petrified trees and things like that. And so it's just smooth. So you still are walking along a path of the sand, the glassy sort of sand. And as you enter this space, you see two and three foot high pillars rising out of the ground in very regular patterns. All right. That's kind of fun looking. I kind of asked this before, but does this like scream occultish at me? No, but... Both of you can give me an intuition check as a judgment roll. Yep, I have a bonus die for that. Mm -hmm. And then three. And I can add a pip to one of them. You don't need to, though. I don't need to. That's three successes. Excellently. Excellently done. Intuition? Mm hmm. Oh, I have an auto hit on. Intuition. Mm -hmm. Judgment. I have a plus one. Five. Two successes. Okay. Yeah, this feels like you're entering a sacred space. Not like an occultish space, but a sacred space. Not one that gets visited very often. These appear, they look like some sort of memorial stone, some sort of Ebenezer. And the more you look at it, the more you wonder if this might be a graveyard. Oh, I like graveyards. Mm -hmm. Give me an environmental check, environmental survival check. Excellent. Nine. One, two, three, four, five, six successes. Wow. Okay. Uh, Vigo. I mean, I'm using my power to environmentally survive. Yeah, this time you're the one who sees this. Right. On one of these pillars. Oh, you know, you weren't, you weren't quite hitting it directly. It's a little bit to your right. Uh-huh. Um, you see smudgy writing on it again. Okay. And uh, you can read it from where you, you stand. Yeah. It says, see amid the winter's snow. Five, one, seven, P, S, W. All right. Fly away home. Death waits for no one. See amid the winter's snow. 104 P, E, 202 P, S, 517 P, S, W. That makes no sense to me. Can you still see Nigel? I will do an observation check. Four dice. Uh, you cannot see I Nigel. I cannot. I will check. I was supposed to roll one more, but oh well. It's fine. Nope. Nope, you cannot see Nigel either. Um, we should 
go back to the north and then head, head west. Nigel, give me an observation check and a speechcraft check. Uh, both of them. All right, I will do an observation first. Nope, I see nothing. Okay. But we're doing speechcraft. Yep. Four, six, seven, eight, nine, or ten, eleven. Four successes. Yep. Four. You can't read, but you can tell that the words seem to be smudging. Hey, I told you not to do anything weird, oh wordy words. What you gonna do? Uh, well, I have my gun pointed at it. Are you gonna shoot it? I'm gonna threaten it. Like, if you do that more, I'm gonna shoot you. It is berries crushed on a rock. It does not appear to care. What if I, like, intimidate it? It's berries crushed on a rock. It doesn't care. Fine. I'm gonna pull out from my pocket this weird little, uh, rectangular thingy with a couple buttons and some holes in it. I'm gonna press it and say, is this for talking to people? Um, I'm going to jump a little bit because my pocket is talking with Nigel's voice in it. Um, <laughs> Nigel's in your pocket again. Nigel's in my pocket again. But no, it's this weird rectangular device that is saying his voice, asking if he can talk to it. I look at Inkwell. Um, I take it, I push the button, and I say, Ali, Ali, oxen free! Ali, Ali, oxen free! Hi, Nigel. Hey! Um, you guys better come back because the, the words that I can't read are blurring. Okay, um, we're going to hurry back. Yeah, I'm going to sprint. Um, I'm going to go as fast as I can. Okay, so you're back all together? Yeah. When you get back, you notice that the words on the mirror are beginning to fade. The words on the rock are beginning to fade. All right. Well, we wrote down what the words are. Okay. So uh, in our notebook, is that blurring as well, or is it just the words on the just rock? Just the words on the rock. All right. Um, I want to analyze it and see if there's anything. All right, go ahead and analyze. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Okay. Successes. The berries appear to be disappearing. It's not so much that the words are magically fading. It's that the the stuff that was used to write it seems to be disintegrating off. So it's like collecting on the ground? Like no. falling off? But just it's, just, it's just disappearing. Oof. Okay. Um, that's weird. Uh, we want to go. I want to look to the west to see if there's something. Because we went east and south. All right, give me north. a sur uh, survival, environmental survival. Environmental, okay. Uh, three successes. Okay, uh, you don't see anything. Can I, like, do that sort of check too? Sure. One, two, three. Nothing. I hate riddles. I hate puzzles. Yeah, uh, those numbers and letters mean anything? 104 PE Phys Ed 202 PS Psychological Studies 517 Power Service Writers Oh, Inkwell, give me an intuition. Two successes. Okay. You look at what you've written down one more time. 
Now it's the flyway home where he had to fly up and we went west. Um, and how many how many meters did you go? 100. And what was the number? Uh, 104. Uh huh. And then you went south about how much? Uh, 200, which was 202. Uh huh. And then after the winter snow, 500. So we have to go like 500 meters from to the west. From where? From, well, 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 from from the south. Like we went um, east, another 100 meters, and we went south from there by, by 200 meters. Mm -hmm. and then, so we'd have to go west by 500. Because the number is 500. Yes, but physically, from what location would you be starting that 500 paces? From the south. That's where they were. Okay, so are you going to go back there, or are you going to attempt to work it out from where you are currently standing? Um, let's let's go 500 from where we're going, where we're standing, and then we might have to go 200 south from there. Okay, I'll... I I grabbed Nigel. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm bad at puzzles. You're laughing because you have the answer. It's so easy <laughs> from where you are. <laughs> Can you do me a favor and draw a compass rose on your page? <laughs> so first you went 100 paces this way. <laughs> and then you went 200 paces this way. So we'll go 400 that way. Okay. <laughs> there we go. <gasps> oh, okay. Uh-huh. All right, give me an environmental <laughs> survival check. Oh, gosh. The only reason I'm giving you that many hints is because uh, otherwise we'll be here forever. One, two, three, four, five, six for me. Oh, yeah, can I do one of those too? Oh, well, you're just following in Inkwell's footsteps. I want to. No, we don't want to take time for it. So you get 400 uh, paces to... Do it as a mentality. You, nope. get, you get 400 paces to, or about 400 meters, to the west. Yep. What's your next move? Um, I want to observationize. Okay, go for it. Look around you. One success. There is some sort of gully very steep and the other side there appears to be some sort of hill and you cannot see a way across okay right can i take a look for like a bridge or a way down or something like that sure that would be an observation as well um, or an environmental survival well let, let's see i get a plus one to observation so that, hmm that'd only be that many i'm going to do that as the uh, Environmental thing. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, four. Yeah, you think you see a way, perhaps. It appears to be to the southeast, about 300 meters. Like if you were flying up and then you look that way, it'd be uh -huh. over there. There's a bridge over there. All right. I direct us over there. Mm-hmm. We take the bridge. You can see the graveyard from here. Oh, yeah, we can. That's pretty cool. How about the top of that hill? Is it, like, snowy? You can't really tell. Everything's very, like... Bright? Bright. 
Um, I'm going to tell the guys to go to the bridge. I'm going to bring out my wings and fly up and do a check again. Look around. Mm -hmm. Uh, You want that to be an observation? Yes, please. Since you're flying. Okay. Uh, Two successes. Okay. You think you see something. I think I see something. What do I think I see? Something towards the top-ish of this hill. All right, I fly up there. I let the other two be. I take out that little box in my pocket, and I say, hey, I see something. I'm flying up there to check it out. Then I'll uh, meet up with you. All right. It's at the top of the hill. Mm -hmm. If you get up there before I fly back to you. Excellent. make my way back to you. Excellent. So you get up there. Yeah. And there is some sort of writing. Yeah. It's already starting to fade. Can I, like, make it out or anything? What you can see is how a blank, maybe ever, or air, or something, growing. Nine, eight, blank, P-E. East, south, west, east. That's what I'm guessing the last letters stand for. So we need to go east 900. At least 900. At least 900. Yeah. How a blank ever air growing? How a ever growing? (laughs) I'm not including that in the... Well, I might, but I'm going to bleep that. (laughs) This is a family show! You want me to retake it? No, I mean, it could be a, a rooster. Roosters are ever growing. Definitely, that's what you had in mind. Right. To the east. Uh, my buddies are southeast of here. They are northeast of you. Northeast. All right. I'll make it back to them and say, let's go a thousand meters to the east. From where they are? Uh, from the top of the hill. Okay. And so you're going to go back up there to reorient, or are you going to just try to orient from here? <sighs> we'll go from the top and reorient. Okay. Probably takes longer, but... um. Sure. Yeah. By the time you get back up there, the only words that you can read are how and growing. So the words were blurring when I was there. And, um, oh, yeah. How growing. That's that's a big word. I thought about naming my kid the how growing. But, uh, you know, the problem with that, I don't have a kid. Nor can you spell. That is very, very mean to say to the kid that I don't have. I will give you inspiration for saying that. Thank you. That is your job as the player character to do so. Right. Um, I'm going to ignore Nigel talking to himself and himself and start walking east. Okay. We go 900 meters at least. What was the number that you read? Uh, 980. 980 something. Yeah, 980 something. Yep. So you don't know if that's 980 or if that's 9,800, but we'll see. Yep. So we go 900 meters. Wow, that's a long, long walk, but uh, we do it. It's a longish walk. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not, not even a kilometer, kilometer but, but yeah, I mean, when you're not setting out to do 900 meters, sure. it's kind of like long. All right. Give me an observation from there. Anyone. Yeah, I will do. No, you are not doing the look around. You're so mean, Vigo. But Inkwell. Yeah, as, as they're arguing about doing observation, I will do it. One auto hit. Done. And 
three successes. Three successes. You do think that you see something written up ahead. You're getting to a place that looks like it has been shaped by people and less by nature. The road is becoming less sand and more stone. You look at some of the structures around you and they don't look like petrified trees or like eroded uh, arches and things like that. They look shaped. You might be getting towards some kind of civilization, whether or not it's still viable, whether or not there are still people there, you don't know. But it does seem like some of these structures might be buildings or hints of buildings. Up ahead, you see some sort of arch, and there Uh seems to be some sort of writing or a smudge or something on it. Uh, I push forward to it. Okay. Uh, give me... Can you sprint? Um, yeah, I just not as well as we go. Okay. Well, it's up to you to decide how urgent this is. Um, with, with the last one that was going bye-bye, as before we got there, I, I'm, I'm going to make it urgent. And so I'm... Okay, how about the other two? Yeah, I know. I notice uh, Inkwell doing his thing, so I dash forward as well. And I just love the pretty scenery. Okay. Uh, could you give me uh, an observation check real quick there, Nigel? Oh, yeah. Observation and judgment. You are now lost. You oh, do- gosh. You don't know where your people are. You don't recognize anything that you're looking at. You look behind you and you can't tell where you've been. Oh, gosh. So that's a um, fun thing that's happening. Inkwell. Yeah. So you are running towards this thing. <laughs> Um, as you approach, you see that the writing is just down to little smudges, but it is some sort of creature-made archway. Uh-huh. And through it, for the first time, you see vegetation. You think it's some kind of garden. Do you step through or not? Um, I want to. I want to. But uh, we should probably stay together. Um, can I look back and check on my friends? Sure. Where's Nigel? Can I see Nigel? Observation. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of the features of this realm. You have to do a perception check every 10 minutes to make sure you don't get lost. And because you've been doing so many of them, I haven't been worrying about Two. it. Two successes? Yeah, you don't see him. Vigo's coming. Yeah. Um... Nigel's lost. What? He was right behind me. Uh-huh. Oh, can I do um the environmental survival thing to try to find him? Sure. Uh, on the ground or flying or how? Uh, on the ground. Okay. One, two, three, four, five successes. Yeah, you think you see him, but you're seeing, like, multiples of him. Like, the image is being refracted and reflected towards you. He's moving. Nigel! Kind of wandering, looking up and around. It's so pretty. All right. Okay, bird brain. I am going to summon a Mecha Ripper (laughs) right next to me. Okay. Um, I have a pack. It looks like I got rope or something in it, right? Okay, you allow sure. That? Cool, sure. Cool. Yeah, great. So, 
like a grappling hook sort of yeah. situation. I'm like, all right, how much rope do you say? Like 50, 100 feet? Probably 50. All right. Uh, does Inkwell have a pack as well? Sure. All right, we tie our ropes together. Okay. I look to my, my Mecha Ripper, like, stay here, hold on to this. And I take the rope, I tie it around me, and I go charging, looking for Nigel in the direction that he was. A hundred feet is not a lot when you consider that Inkwell started running at 80 meters or so from this. Light. All right. How much more do I need? Vico, give me, give me an observation. Uh, observation or the... the... Observation. All right. <laughs> I'm not on a vehicle. Correct. I'm not using weapons. Correct. All right. Observation. Hi. Uh, okay. That would make one success. You do not get lost, but you cannot locate Nigel. A little peek behind the curtain. We've taken a pause. Keith has leveled up his character's skills for this last little bit. Inkwell, you find yourself under the arch of a garden. Vigo, you are chasing after Nigel, trying to find him in this world that refracts and reflects light in such a way that you're never sure if you're quite chasing the right image. And Nigel, you're not sure if this has ever happened to you before, but it's really pretty. Nigel, give me an environmental survival check. For me, that's uh, vitality. So, uh, let's see, two, four, seven. That's a lot of successes. That's Fun. five successes. Yeah, because I'm awesome. You look around at this beautiful landscape that you're in, and just a few feet in front of you, you see something that surprises you. It's oblong, something sticking out the end of one side. It looks like there's some sort of organic material, uh, hair or something. Ah, that's pretty. Gorgeous bands of gray and black across whatever this object is. It's huge. Oh, yeah. I mean, At least the way that it comes to you through the rocks. Yeah. With that survival check, it's a very good one. Yeah. Um, I worked, yeah, I was really good at making that good just for you, oh, voice that speaks oh so prettily inside my own head. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Uh, yeah. You are able to work your way around a little hop to the left. A hop to the left. A little <laughs> jump to the right. A little jump to the right. A little scoochy scoochy forward. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. And you find yourself face to face Ooh. with a feather that is as big as you are. Ooh, that's uh, that's uh, pretty big because, you know, I am a big fella here. You are indeed. Give me a mentality check. You're trying to remember if if you know what this is. Uh, yeah, so we're doing a memory. I have a super strong memory. I have a uh, strong memory expertise. You do indeed. All right, give me a check. Is, is this a contested one? No. Oh, uh, then I do not get two auto hits. That means 
I am going to do a mentality, which is uh -huh. a one dice. <sighs> I got a four. That is not a success. Okay. Give me a power. You're going to try to grab this feather. <laughs> well, of course I am. It's a feather, and I am a bird of a feather. You're not. You're a celestial. I'm a bird of a feather in my dreams. Sure. Okay. To success. success. All right. So you managed to, it, it's, it's a feather. It might be your size, but it's not super heavy. So you're using it kind of like a walking stick. Hey, hey I got to have the pretty. And you turn around. <laughs> and you do a little shuffle forward. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. A little jump to the left. <clears throat> a little hop to the right. I need to do a finesse check on that one. Sure do. Because, you know, I got this giant feather. Two success. Beautiful. Yeah, you did it real well. Shuffle, hop, hop, hop. Ooh, yeah. Boots, and boogie. Excellent. Vigo. Right. Okay. So I got this rope in one hand. I've all, like a hundred feet of it. Mecha Ripper is holding on to one end and I'm as far as I can be. All right, give me a observation check. Give me an observation check. Observation, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Am I, I'm not really performing in front of anyone for this. No, you are all by yourself. I'm all by myself. And I get to add one to one die because I now have one point in observation. Okay. Well, okay, I'll make that a success. Uh, that's two successes. Two successes. <laughs> you don't hear Nigel, and you don't see Nigel, but you hear something else. Give me an environmental survival check. Yep, survival. That's a power, so nine. And then I can add one to a die. One, two, four successes. Four. four. That's enough. You hear a bell. Uh, give me an intuition check. All right, yeah. And since that's judgment, I can do virtuous. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, four die plus a pip. Okay, yeah. Three successes. Excellent. You remember the Ash Knight said something about this. Right. He said something about a bell. Or maybe Haran did, the, the summer blossom. One of them, yeah. One of them said something or, or, about a or bell. Or the Gaius bell. Yeah. What did they say? So the bell is like the chalice going dong on the ground, you know, colliding, collapsing, hitting or something. The chalice of Altus is as sacred a thing as Altus himself to you as a follower of Altus. Well, yeah. Yeah. So if the chalice is lost... Altus's work is not, it's for nothing, and your work is for not. Your work doesn't mean anything. The way that you've pushed yourself all this time means nothing if you're pushing yourself without the reward of Altus. He pours out blessings when he pours out those winter storm winds. If anything is important, in recovering the god himself, it's getting this chalice. You are compelled to find this thing. The direction that you hear the sound coming 
is through another one of those sparkly portals. Right. Okay. Um, I look at the rope in my hand. Mm-hmm. I turn to the Mecha Ripper. Mm-hmm. Protect Inkwell. Got it, bud? And I jump through the hole. Vigo, you're being pulled through, like, thread through a needle. Ow. Well, you don't feel anything. Oh, okay. Well, then, then I'm, I'm all hunky-dory. You're being pulled through, like a thread through a needle. Again, rushing towards some single point of light. You arrive at your destination, and the light is strange, and sounds are muted, and it's dim. And you look around, and it's... You don't know what this is, but the audience does. It's like looking at an old sepia-toned photograph. Everything's in monochrome browns and beiges. The light is strange, lit by two moons, you think? And the landscape is stark, with dark shadows. You take a step forward, and the sound is dull and muted, even though there should be the crunch of gravel. It's as though the sound doesn't entirely reach your ear. But something that isn't muted is the sound of the bell. It's much louder now, at regular intervals. It's here, that chalice, the chalice falling. Give me an environmental survival check and let's see if you can find it. Four successes. Excellent. You feel the mark of Sholas explode the wings on your back into existence. And you are ageless and young. You have this Philetus sort of energy and you start sprinting and the wind, there is no wind here, but you somehow manage to catch some sort of wind. Maybe it's what's spilling out of the chalice. You catch it under your wings and you rise up and you fly true. You fly in the direction of that gonging sound. This is not usually what it is used for, but give me a flight check, just because the wind is so strange here. Usually usually this is used in vehicles, but I'm gonna force you to do one here. It's a finesse check. All right, I'll do my best. Could it be like, no, i It's a flight check, it's, it's on flight. your list. It's flight, it's not power. No. Uh, no successes. You, well done. <laughs> You somersault in the air and tumble, but you force your wings back into working order. It is not the most graceful flight. I'm a boxer, not a bird. That's true. And it doesn't seem to be working as well as it did in the realm of Endscape, in the realm of Death himself. I had a strange connection over there that kind of blew me mind for a bit, but... Yeah, this is different. Yeah, this is different. You think you catch a glimpse of metal uh, out of the corner of your eye, and you wheel down towards it. Your landing is not graceful. You tumble. Your body slams into the ground, and you roll over and over, and your wings get dispelled. 
and you land on your stomach, but you are going to push yourself up to your feet, look around. There is something nearby, that tolling, gonging sound of the chalice hitting the ground is louder than ever now. But in order to reach it, you're going to have to traverse a fairly complex series of steps and like a rock bridge that's leading in the direction the sound is coming from. Give me a balance check. This is another finesse check. Uh, are there any handrails or anything like that? Nah. Alright. I'd like to uh, cast my ethereal hand, which is like a mage hand. Yeah. It's got a range of 30 feet. Okay. And, you know, I, I have it extended. I'm using it like a, a walking thing. I'm grabbing, gripping the road in front of me and, you know, helping me go. Okay. Yeah, I'll allow it. Alright. Alright, that's two successes. Plus uh roll another one since you've got the added Okay, yeah, two successes. Yeah, you make it over. Uh and then give me an, an a survival check. Right. Alright, four successes. four successes. You locate it, you see it tilting end to end, bouncing. It's big. It is big bigger than you thought. All right, yeah. You're going to need to catch it. It looks like it might be denting on the on the cup side. You don't want the chalice of Altus to be dented. Every time it spills over so that the cup is going to strike the ground, there's a gust of wind. You're going to have to time this very carefully. Give me a muscle check. See if you can fight your way through the wind to reach it and stop it all in one fell swoop. All right, muscle. Muscle, that's a power. Uh-huh. Should be good for you. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And then I now have five points into muscle. 10, 11. Excellent. Okay. One, two, three. Three, three successes. Uh, you fall the first time, <laughs> but you catch your feet again, and you manage to uh, put your foot on the base on that backswing and give it some extra weight, but you're going to have to do another muscle check in order to make sure it doesn't topple the other direction. Right. Oof. Not great. One, three, two, successes. three. Oh. You managed to catch it, but it takes you a while. It has some momentum going. Oh. So it probably takes you 10 or 15 seconds to get this thing stable to a point where it's not going to topple over. And now your hands are on the chalice. It comes up almost to your chest. You need to get this to Altus. Look behind you, see if that door is still there. Observation. You think it might be there. Give me a power move and let's see if you can shift the chalice so that uh, the crook of it rests in your shoulder and you can carry it back the way you came. Keeping in mind, uh, one of the reasons you couldn't tell if the portal is behind you is because it's very dim light here in a very strange sepia-toned world. 
one, two, four. three, four. Yep. Yeah. You get that up onto your shoulder and you <clears throat> power your way back. Legs eating up the distance, getting back over that skinny little piece of earth with no problem holding one of the most precious things in your entire devotion to Altus, one of the most precious things in your religion, holding it and carrying it and protecting it. You're not going to let anything happen to this. Nope. I'm also trying not to think about that because this is Altus's chalice and... Altus is the one who's supposed to be touching it, not some dirty little boxer dog. Well, you're an elf right now. In my heart, I'm a boxer. Understood. I'm carrying it. I'm trying to do it good. Uh, You're a power caster, right? For for your arcane stuff? That's right. Give me an arcane check. Alright. An arcanting check. Excellent. Excellent. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven successes. Yeah. Beautiful. Finally. You see something swirling ahead of you, and you gather the strength within yourself, your personal resolve, the thing that you wanted to prove at this festival, and you think to yourself, I know what Altus would do here. And you tip the chalice backwards slightly so that the wind spills out of it. (laughs) And it catapults you towards this portal and back towards the light. Inkwell, you are alone, save a Mecha Ripper with whom you cannot communicate. Um, what's your favorite color? (laughs) I thought so. Okay. You try a few things off and on. Look above you at the writing. Is it still there? Observation. Mm-hmm. I'm real good at observation. You are. So you have one auto hit and then a roll. Uh, three. You look up and the writing is pretty much gone. Give me an intuition check. Um, I have auto hit to that. Yes, you do. Excellent. Three. Uh That'll do. Sometimes, just like your dreams, Heth whispers through the universe with a mixture of mischief and mystery. It wouldn't surprise you in the least if this little scavenger hunt that you've been on was set for you by Heth on behalf of Altus, or Titan, or some other god. (laughs) It warms my heart thinking of that. (laughs) It makes me smile. I have have a big smile on my face. It would be even more fun to share this moment if you were with a friend. Look around for Nigel again. Oh, okay. Let's make this one a survival. For the sake of his survival. Nigel's lost, dude. Uh-huh. Uh, give me a look. F- well, I don't think that you probably saw Vigo go, but you heard him yell to the Mecha Ripper, protect me. So, you feeling loved? You feeling protected? Uh-huh. Do you remember what the clue was that led you here? How a blank 
ever air growing. 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 You look back over your shoulder. This is the first place in this realm where there has been vegetation that wasn't petrified. Are you going to take a step in? Well, I'm a tree. Yeah. All right. So you're going to walk in. This garden is surprisingly lush. There's the sound of water to your left. There's something flowering that's bringing a beautiful, sweet, almost earthy scent to your nose. Over to your right, there's something that smells a little bit more metallic or electric, like air right before lightning. The plants grow thick here, but you're a topican. You're a plant yourself. So that's not frightening to you, but the two halves of the garden feel very different from each other. You need to go investigate this. Uh-huh. This seems like it might be another one of those half-whispers. Give me a survival check. We're doing a lot of these, but that's just how the game has ended up going. <laughs> yeah, just lots of vegetation for now. You walk further in. You feel a little niggle at the back of your mind. A little tickle at the back of your ear. Give me... An intuition check. Uh, one. You're not making this easy on me. It's getting darker in here the further you get into this vegetation. Well, I can see if you're dark like dim light. Beautiful. Because I have eyes of the shadow. Beautiful. So that's not going to be a problem for you. So I'm going to try this one more time. Give me an intuition or observation. I'll let you choose either one. Hmm. I'm gonna go observation. Okay. Three successes. You're coming through the underbrush, listening to these little niggles in the back of your mind. The whispers that make the whiskers at the well they would if you had whiskers. Oh. And the the tendrils at the ends of your ears uh-huh. curl and straighten and curl and straighten as they sort of feel their way forward. You push through And there you are face to face with the biggest talons you have ever seen. The talons are connected to a foot that is at least your size. And that foot is connected to a leg. That leg has gray and black barred feathers. And you step further and further forward and the image ruffles as the wind has rushed over it and it almost goes invisible like the spirit and then comes back to physicality and every time this unfelt wind rushes over this figure it pulses with the same sort of divine mystery i want to do a magic magic check on it make sure it's healthy a medicament check? Uh-huh. All right, go ahead. Okay, so I get an auto hit for that. Mm-hmm. And then that's mentality. Mm-hmm. So I get an extra back for that. Yeah. Three. Three. Appears to be sleeping. Oh. Can, can I find the head? 
I mean, maybe it's an owl head and it's kind of buried in there, but probably, yeah, it can take a while. I mean, it's a great horned owl. There are going to be big tufts eventually. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. I'm going to find the head. It takes you a while, uh-huh. but yeah, you're able to. This is Altus. His beak could snap you. Uh-huh. He's sleeping. Oh, I pet him. Okay. I, I climb up there and, and pet him on the chest because birds don't like being petted on the head and the back. So mm-hmm. I, I, I climb up on the chest and start petting him on the chest. Very nice. There is a deep rumble like the earth itself shaking. <laughs> and you realize he's snoring. That's <laughs> cute. Mm-hmm. It's a cuter snore than Nigel's. Vigo. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have catapulted back into this realm of reflection. Right, okay. There is certainty in your soul. You know the direction you need to go. Right. Nigel, be damned. I, I, yeah, if, you know, if I solve this, if I get this back to uh, Altus, I mean, Altus can get us all back to wherever we came from, no matter where we are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I do this, this will save Nigel from being lost in the mirrors. So, yeah, I'm going to do this. Where's my Mecha Ripper? Uh, you can see it. It's All right. over and to your right a little bit. You sprint. I, I whistle it. to also get its attention because it's bigger than I am. Its head snaps up and around and it kind of waves a metallic hand, metallic and flesh hand very slowly back and forth. It's easy. Right. You know what? I'm just going to carry the chalice myself and uh, let it do its... Um... Did you want it to pull you back? Well, I was kind of going to say, like, hey, carry the chalice because, you know, you're bigger than I am. But you know what? I'm... It uh, Yeah, it, I'm just going to let it wave. It's going to do the wave, and I'm going to enjoy that. It's like spectators. So you know what? If I have to do, like, a muscle check or something right now... Sure. I'm performing in front of someone... <laughs> I'll accept it. I'll accept it. (laughs) All right. So I'm doing my muscle check in front of someone. That means I'm rolling 12 dice. Okay. Six successes. What were you trying to do? I'm doing a muscle check as I'm running towards Mimek Ripper with this chalice that's like two thirds my size. Mm-hmm. And you know I'm running. It's like over one shoulder. I'm kind of listening to one side. I st- I got my ethereal hand helping hold it up there as well. I got one free hand keeping them balanced, and I'm running. And you're doing an amazing job, Nigel. Oh hey there! It's uh, been a long time since my uh, my wonderful voice in my head spoke to me. Hey, it's good to see you. Oh yeah, it is good to see me and all these fantastic reflections and my new uh, fancy walking feather stick. Nigel, you're lost. Well, you know, there, there's this thing that happens after you hatch, but before you die, where you just kind of have to go. But you're alone. Your friends aren't here. Well, uh, voice in my head, GM lady. Mm-hmm. I am going to pull a card on you. I am going to use my expertise of Lucky and find Vigo as I randomly turn. Okay, you can give that a shot. I turn. Yeah, you're going to have to roll. (laughs) Of course. How about this? I'm going to roll a charm. No, you're going to roll me an observation with an extra die. 
because you need to see if you can see him, but because you're using your lucky, I will allow you. I am performing in front of my feather. Is that like a, a born star performing in front of people? I'll allow it. They're <laughs> wonderful. Thanks. Four for judgment, one for barn star, and one for the voice in my head. Mm-hmm. One, two, three. Hey, yeah, that was Vigo. He just ran by real fast. He's good at that. He is. He's still going. I'm going to chase after him. Give me a dodge check to make sure that you don't get decked by him <laughs> as he rushes by. Let's do it. I uh, two successes. He is a lot taller than you, so like avoiding him is pretty easy, but you're very certain he did not see you. Oh hey there, Vigo. He doesn't hear you. Give yeah, give, good job. give chase. Give me I'm a... running. Yep, you are. Oh gosh. He's getting Ooh. way ahead of you. <sighs> I wish I had that magic from that dream. And he, uh, something falls out of the thing that he's carrying, and it gusts, and it picks you up. Whoa! Uh, Hey there, I like this gusty. And it brings you high up into the air. And you look around, and everything's very bright and very reflecty. And you're way up in the air with no way of breaking your fall as you come down. Wee! That is just like my dream again. I spread my wings out and I try to glide. You do not have wings. You do have a giant gray and black barred feather. All right. I spread that out as my wings in one hand. (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't work. (laughs) But because it's magic, give me a... I'm so sorry for breaking this game, Trevor. Um, give me a flight check <laughs> with, uh, and give, I'll, I'll allow an extra die because it made me laugh. I got You got four, four fours. Four. <laughs> <laughs> You're going in a circle, dude. Um. All right, can I still see Vigo from up here? No, you're going in circles, my dude. Wee. Nigel, who do you pray to? Yeah. I pray to the prettiest one there ever was. And who is that? Hanera Quackenbach Uh-huh. So Hanera. Yeah. What is Hanera the god of? Um, nature. Community. Cause we'll all go together when we go. Mm-hmm. So you're alone. You're spinning through the air. I'm starting to get dizzy. You're lost. Your friends appear to have left without you. You're going to send up a prayer to Hanera. Roll me a d20. <laughs> That's a natural one. <laughs> you do not have the capacity to form a prayer at the moment, but you do throw up. <laughs> I mean, that's a form of prayer. Grab onto the feather with both hands. Okay. And roll me another 20. Yeah, I'll take it. You stabilize. All right. There's more gusts than there were, and you seem to be being blown upwards. And as you're being blown upwards, you see the biggest darn owl 
that you have ever witnessed. Oh, hey, that's pretty cute. It is. Looks like it's sleeping. Hey. Really weird that it's sleeping lying down. Hey, hey. That's hey. not normal. Hey, you're not supposed to sleep like that. If like, I'm an expert of birds sleeping from the one dream I had last night. Uh-huh. And birds don't sleep like they're like, hey, hey, wake up. Hey, hey, wake up. Wake up. Can, can I use the opposite of, did I ever tell you about the time? <laughs> and wake him up with a story. Uh, let's do two rolls here. Roll me a d20. 16. 16. Beautiful. Now roll me that skill. Or is it a, it's a natural thing, right? It's a uh, contestant. Okay. What are we contesting? Uh, you are doing a mentality and I am doing a charm. Ooh, this is going to be interesting because it's the mentality of a god who's all about mental toughness versus a pigeon. And you're yelling, wake up. Hey, hey, you're not supposed to sleep like that. Okay, that's pretty good. One, two, three, four. And I get two auto hit die because that's like the celestial so mandate. Excellent. Six. Ha. Okay. Five. <laughs> I win. You do win. Hey, birds don't sleep like that. I am an expert from the one dream I had of being a bird. One massive yellow eye opens Hey. and winks up at you. What you looking at? That eye closes and both eyes open, looking straight up at you. These eyes are gigantic. They're like as big as your dream wing would be. Yeah, they're almost as big as me now. Yep. It sees you. I smile. And suddenly you realize you're much closer than you thought because you've been gliding down towards this massive bird. It could eat you very easily. It won't. Hey, Vigo. Right, yeah, um, I'm running. I got the Mecha Ripper running right behind me and we're running. I know exactly where I'm going. I'm charging through the plants here that ain't um, uh, petrified. And yeah. As you skid to a stop in front of your god, the right. chalice sloshes and the wind spills out and you hear this faint in the background and you look up and yeah, that's Nigel. He appears to be gliding on a pinion feather, swirling closer and closer and Inkwell looks down at you and they say, hey, Right, you know, I am not surprised by any of this. <laughs> I mean, Nigel gliding, yeah, that's a pretty normal occurrence. Nigel being Nigel, that's pretty normal. And then Inkwell suddenly petting a creature. Yeah, that ain't, that's that's normal. Inkwell loves creatures. But Inkwell being on my god and petting my god, you know, I... Shouldn't expect less from them. I'm gonna roll the thing. We have a 16 and a 13. Very interesting. Nigel plummets, and Altus heaves up to his giant taloned feet. Right. Narrowly missing you, Vigo. It's as though his talon scrapes the air in front of you, just missing you by a couple inches. It's like he knows you're there. But Nigel swirls down towards Altus and it looks to you for just a moment 
as though a beautiful pheasant-like gallus with a tail made out of beautiful vegetation scoops Nigel up just under the bottom and picks him up and guides him and then she shimmers and disappears and you look back up towards your friend who's literally scratching the chest of your god and you think you see over Altus's left shoulder a masked face but only for a second I'm going insane it's entirely possible Pink was rubbing off on me. Pink, people have been known to lose their minds if they're porting through the realms a little bit too much. Altus is awake. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, um, I, um, I, I, um, uh. Altus's wings flap. And you notice that one of the wings is missing several pinion feathers. There's probably a reason that he careened out of control and crash-landed. And as you look around, you realize, yeah, it probably was a crash landing because the vegetation here is all flattened out where it was so dense, just a few steps behind you. And Eltis blinks his round yellow eyes, looks down at Inquo and Vigo, and looks up at Nigel, whose bottom just got cupped by a pheasant. And... Altus cocks his head in the way that owls do, much too far towards the shoulder to be uh, normal, and then snaps his head back up and snatches Nigel out of the air gently and sets him down at his feet, takes Inkwell very gently with his beak, sets them down very gently, cocks his head back at Nigel, takes the feather. And as he picks it back up, his injured wing, the one with the missing pinion feathers, stretches and grows. Not to full health, but on its way. There is a pop and a swirl above you, and three figures drop almost from directly above you in the sky. And it's... uh, creature that looks like it's made out of rock and there's one that's glowing green with bands of cloth wrapping around it and it's a dwarf with a strangely colored skin and a rune on his shoulder and chest each of them also carries a gray and black barred feather the ground shakes and you realize it's Altus and he's laughing And he stretches out his massive wing and catches his disciples as they fall. Brings them close to his chest for just a moment. And as he sets them down, his wing is healed. And then Vigo, he turns the full force of his massive yellow eyes at you. You're holding his chalice still, you immortal are holding the chalice of a god. And that invisible wind rushes over him, ruffles his feathers, and he goes from spirit to physical and back and forth as that wind ripples over his feathers. He 
he leans down and rests his forehead against yours. You're sprinting. You're running, Vigo. You've been balancing. You feel good. You feel big in your spirit and physically. You open your eyes. There is a net right in front of you. You might want to catch that. Oh, right. Um, that would be what, like a, a dexterity? That would that would be a, an athletics check, please. Right. Uh, that's uh, eighteen. Yeah, you catch it one-handed. Your feet land. You look into your pocket. Yeah, Nigel's there, and he looks like a pigeon. And Inkwell smiling up at you. Inkwell, any words of wisdom for your friend? Um, you look better with fur. (laughs) A wind rushes up behind you, strong and gusty and pushes at you from behind and you find yourself launching over this obstacle and you jump off the other side and you're bounding like you've never bounded before. You feel stronger. You feel bigger. You feel tougher. You feel the laugh of the god Altus shaking the ground, quaking deep into your bones, shaking you loose, shaking you forward and you skid to a stop on the other side of that finish line, and you realize that's the furthest you've ever gone, the fastest you've ever done it. The crowds are exploding in cheers. You shrink back down to your normal giant's might size as Nigel and Inkwell climb out of your pocket shrink back down to your normal size as the celebrations begin and you look back behind you on the course and you see the biggest rooster you've ever seen and that summer blossom who's so mysterious and the ash knight riffin standing at a jaunty angle they're smiling riffin raises his wing in a salute I raise my hand in a salute back to him. I smile. I throw my head back and I let out the greatest howl my my lungs and throat can muster. That was that was fun. Uh, we do it again next year. Yeah. Uh, that was great fun. Uh, can I be the big one next time? And there you have it, another episode of K&K Play Humblewood and VOTV is in the books. That was number four of the... Exactly. 2019 <laughs> Exactly! <laughs> we hope that you have enjoyed this little trip into Humblewood and some of the realms of Veil of the Void, and that it has inspired you to go check it out and to support your favorite independent creators. What was your favorite part, little one? I don't know. Aww. Well, that's fair, because all of it was good. Bloop. Bloop was pretty good. Bloop. We never said that you got Bloop back. You definitely got Bloop back. Um, yeah, yeah, Bloop came back. Okay. Lots of Bloop. Okay, good. Lots of Bloop. I, I'm, I'm cuddled with Bloops. Aw. Uh, yeah, and I'm cuddled with um, snow. Good job. Right, um, I'm just going to go grab a nail. Yeah, you deserve it. Good job. 
<laughs> All right. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Hit share, hit like, let everyone know about us and all the fun stuff. Uh, music was uh, mostly written or okay. arranged by me. Some exceptions are some of the soundscapes and things that came from tabletopaudio.com. And finally, I'm the first K, the Keith. And I'm the second K, Karen. And I'm the K that doesn't exist. She's the kiddo. Thanks for listening. <laughs> and, and be, be well. well.